Hey there, welcome to the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us as we explore the mysteries of Scripture, the realm of God, and freedom through Christ. So spread out your wings and slither in place because this is yes, Snakebird. Snake Bird. Hey, Snakebirds, welcome to another episode of the Snakebird Podcast. Today we're picking right up where we left off last time with part two of our Are We in the End Times discussion, talking about all things eschatological, which means the last days. Yeah, in time. So <laughs> we hope we left you hungry on that last episode because we still got a lot to cover in this one. So are you ready to dive back in, Josh? Yes. Check it out. Okay. So verses 36 through 41, Jesus tells his disciples that no one knows the day or hour, but then goes on to describe what you've probably heard called the rapture. Um, now, some don't believe this is referring to the rapture, mm-hmm. as I'm sure, Josh, you probably have some thoughts on that. Yeah. But um, he says, just like in the days of Noah, people would be just um, living as though nothing were coming, eating, drinking, and then all of a sudden Jesus describes a scene where uh, two people will be working alongside one another, one taken up, the one is left. And uh, it's kind of a fascinating scene Jesus lays out. Is is this the rapture, Josh? <laughs> okay, so is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes, uh, I I believe it is. And um, like we've talked about Corson a lot, you know, he's one of the main commentators that I go to. He believes it is, but I had never seen this and um, before. But Weersby, who I picked up his commentary to read this before uh, we got together to record, he goes, oh. Don't be mistaken. This doesn't refer to the rapture of the church. And I was like, what? And so (laughs) I'm sitting there like flipping back and forth, viewing these differing opinions. And I mean, this is why this chapter is so widely regarded as something to be just poured over and thought over and and. Uh, prayed over because there are so many different interpretations of it. And it's not necessarily a a hill that I want to die on. I just, I see the rapture in this. And of course you talk about Noah and you talk about the ark and the Mm -hmm. ark um, to some pastors is the picture of God taking them uh, out of the calamity, out of the judgment. And man, this verse even got turned into a song, you know, and DC Talk remade it. Do you remember the the old school movies like A Thief in the Night and um oh, a few uh, of them, yeah. Yeah, they they had that crazy music, but uh they had that song I wish we'd all been ready and mm-hmm. a lot of that refers to these verses. Yeah. And it, I mean it's it's pretty clear whether you like the word rapture or not. We've got a scene here where one person's taken and another one's left. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with that other than just chew on it? Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. But one thing Jesus makes very clear that his second appearance um, will be at a time that no one expects it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard for zealous Christians and pastors to strike that balance between being watchful and admitting we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those spots Jesus says, just be ready. Be yeah. ready. Because um, I'm coming back and you're not going to be, you know, if, if you're a believer, you're already going to be. Um, developing that mind of Christ, you're all going to be connected with him with a certain lifeline. So I think we'll be able to feel it in our spirit as yeah. it's nearing. Well, and that's why you have that that tone of discernment when somebody says, it's going to be on this specific day, because you're able to look back and say, hey, man, even Jesus said, nobody knows the time or the hour. But I appreciate what Paul says in First Thessalonians 5. He says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. Because he says as Christians, you should all be able to tell the temperature of what's going on in the world. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, if you're a believer out there, listen to us. You're you're nodding your head right now. Yes, I mm-hmm. do see it. Yeah, man, we do. <laughs> I mean, it is it is so clear um, when certain things happen. It's it's almost like you know. I feel a disturbance in the force. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a very uh it's a very much like that. Well, yeah, because there's news stories that come out and you're like, "Oh, wow. That mm-hmm. seems like it has heavy biblical implications." And the hits just keep on coming, much like we were talking about with the birth pangs of going, "Oh, wow, it's getting more rapid and more intense." Yeah. Absolutely. I also want to say this, uh, if you're out there and you go, well, the word rapture is never in the Bible. Well, it's not, but the word caught up is harpazo. And then if you translate it into the, um, is it the Latin? I've heard it's in the Latin. Yeah. It actually says it, which was the one that Jesus spoke Latin. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well say King James. There you go. (laughs) So, and that's where we get the word rapture. So it's harpazo caught up. And, and, you know, uh, there's, that's a big one. People say, well, if it's not, it's not a term used in the Bible, we probably shouldn't use it. Uh, one thing I'd point out in, in the study I did for Can the Bible Be Trusted is rarely do words translate directly from one descriptor to our language. Mm-hmm. So none of the words technically <laughs> were, yeah. I mean, when, when you're translating, the translators do the best to give the exact meaning of what they were saying. And so when we talked about progressive sanctification, that's not in the Bible, but it's clearly taught. Yes. The rapture, maybe that word isn't in there, but to be caught up, is just a word we're using for what they're describing. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. And Jesus's name was Joshua or Yeshua. Yeah. And we get it. Jesus. Apparently (laughs) we've been heretics for a long time calling him Jesus, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or Jesus for crying out loud. (laughs) So yeah, don't get caught up on words. It's, the letter of the law is what that represents. Yeah, uh, we we and not if that has been your stance, you feel convicted about that. I, I don't mean to step on your toes either. Maybe there, you got some very good reasons for that. Maybe you've seen it uh, in a damaging way to people that we haven't. And I, I get that too. Yes, but um, yeah, it's just uh, use use um caution and in in the spirit. Be wary of using that as a basis for an argument. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So um, Jesus tells us to be ready. That's, uh, I mean, he, he closes out pretty much, um, we've covered a lot of it at the end of chapter 24 there. Um, he makes a very sobering statement in verse 45 to the end of the chapter that when he comes back, uh, those who claim to be believers better be ready. Not to live in fear, but the idea is that we don't sink back into our old condition prior to salvation. A mm-hmm. uh, condition that looks no different than the world. Because if Jesus comes back and we look more like the world than a believer, we did not progress in our sanctification. And if we didn't progress, our belief was false. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah, because even the next text going on into Matthew 25, he talks about the the 10 versions, five wise, five foolish yeah. who have oil, and then some didn't have enough oil. And Great you know. point. Yeah. And, and if you, this, I know this episode's getting a little long, but if you got time, go back and read 23 to 20, through 25, because there's so much insight. Jesus didn't give these to them in chapters. Yes. So go check it out. Read yeah. these all the way through, get some context because I mean, chapter 25, man, is that a podcast? So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I wanted to just mention a couple of things real quick is we're talking about end times. There are still some things to come. And again, we're, I'm looking at them at times through one theological lens. And so I wanted to mention um, Daniel's 70th week is still to come. And I know that there are other interpretations about that. Did you want to say anything on that? Uh, no, just that there are some other some persuasive, some not yeah. interpretations. Okay. And then, so another thing to come is a peace treaty in the Middle East. Yes. Which I find it fascinating that Donald Trump has been trying to uh, work out ever since he became president. Now, hold on a minute. Does that make him the Antichrist? No. <laughs> Does it not? I, I don't think so. No? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what the Antichrist did. He he, he promised peace and then broke it three well, years. He does. <laughs> So it's Donald Trump. You're no, saying. it was Obama. Oh. <laughs> it's still Obama. So you see what we did there, guys? We're not taking sides. Until I see. We said it. both of them were the Antichrist. Oh, I was going to take my part out. <laughs> I'm sorry, because the line sounded racist. And yours just sounded no, legit. No. Okay, no. I was going to no say. No racism. Until, well, you can hold on to seeing his tax returns, and I'll wait on seeing the birth certificate. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I made this political. I, I really respect Obama as a president. I think he did great. I think Donald Trump is doing a good job and don't don't at me, bro. So Yeah, we're not we're not here for political stuff. Yeah. I'm not even on Twitter and I say don't at me. So I don't okay. know what that means. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, well, there's no need to explain it. Um another thing yet to come is most of the book of Revelation from my standpoint of the way I've been taught is we're still in the church age, which is chapters two and three. And then we're going to see, uh, from then on. And, and that all includes like the abomination of the desolation. And, um, with that, the two witnesses that will be in Jerusalem that we can witness from all over the world. This is my second use of the word drones because <laughs> it says the whole world will, will see them slaughtered. And then of course the revived Roman empire, which is part of what you were referring to in Daniel, which is already, but not yet. Yeah, and I would agree. Um, a lot of, for instance, the stuff we see in Revelation, a lot of that is to come, but I see a lot of already not yet. Like in Revelation 12, I've, I've heard um, some scholars uh, behind a certain view that talk about how that's very clear to them that that's talking about the past where Jesus was born and there was a sign in the sky and the you know ready to to devour the child and a, a lot of language that that points to the past in there but like i said i i think there's windows of time that present themselves even in revelation possibly um and i'm not saying anything's for sure but there's there's some different angles that people look at it that very well might be i think in some cases yeah and i just Wanted to mention that I read all the Left Behind series by Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye, <laughs> so I am an expert. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I guess I settled it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen, this fictional depiction of what <laughs> they've interpreted—I'm just—I'm sorry, that's wrong. That's great. So, no, yeah, and it, there's nothing wrong either way, guys. Uh, we're re we're all reading God's word, and if you're trying to rightly divide it, there's mm -hmm. you know, you're going to steer right doing yes. that. Yeah, but. and Revelation, a lot of pastors avoid it because of these very things, where they're yes. just they don't want to get into the the muck of it. And I appreciate the ones that venture out and you know mm -hmm. have an opinion. And and the thing is about Christian brothers is what do we say? In the essentials, unity, 
in the non-essential liberty and in all things charity. Yeah. Because this is not going to change our belief in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. This doesn't believe this doesn't change my belief that he died and rose again and he died for the sins of all mankind. And it doesn't change uh my love for my brother Josh here or my love for my brothers and sisters at when I visit a denomination that I don't agree with. That that doesn't, you know, our love for each other shouldn't be defined by our stances no. like that. I just pray harder for you. Yes. <laughs> you so, and yours and I and his. You were you were so serious <laughs> and I'm like, why should I joke about this? But I did it anyway. It's a uh, yeah, we're humorful people. We yeah, we are. That's not a word. I liked it. And yeah, I did too. I'm gonna keep using it. Okay, so as we close up, because we've been going for a while now. Yeah. I thought we should do a rapid fire round. Yes. Of just asking some questions and just kind of getting our take on them and um, giving the best answers that we can give. I know that we might have already touched on a few of these, but it won't necessarily hurt to hit them again. So yeah. let me ask the first question. Does the Bible specifically mention a virus like COVID-19? Yes, the Bible mentions viruses, um, of which COVID is a piece. Yes. Um, some of the first scriptures that we already went through that people go to, uh, Luke 21, 11, Matthew 24, 7, where we hear the unmistakable end times language affiliated with the increasing in number and intensity of of uh, birth pain type things, earthquakes, yeah. uh, famine, pestilence. When you said it's just a piece, I heard it in the not your Libre voice. It's just a piece. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So <laughs> not necessarily, but yes. So, I mean, hopefully that is clear as mud in terms of answering that question. Yeah. Not necessarily COVID-19 specifically, yeah. but troubles, pestilences, plagues. Yeah. And, and remember the birth pangs, because like even hundreds and hundreds of years prior to Jesus, Second uh, Chronicles seven thirteen, when I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. These things have been happening slowly, slowly, bigger, bigger, mm -hmm. greater intensity, birth banks. I think you're answering this next question right now. Is COVID-19 a sign of the end times? A piece. <laughs> one, one of the pangs. Birth pangs. Yes. <laughs> so the creation groaning for its creator to re-establish perfection. Yeah. You know, Behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So, yes. Okay. This is a random one. Did Bill Gates do this? <laughs> oh, Josh, this is a silly question. Everyone knows the answer to this. Uh, yes. Of course, in some form or fashion, Bill Gates had something to do with this. It all comes down to the billionaires. <laughs> on a more serious note, I've got a little bit on this. Okay. Um, not to make light of those who would make such claims, if Bill Gates or any other elite billionaires had something to do with this, then they would merely be puppets of Satan. Mm -hmm. um, I actually do fall into um, a category that some might consider a fringe belief. But I've come to those stances from reading the Bible without a filter. Um, I was kind of raised in a controlled theology, and as I've slowly broken out of that box, I've come to believe that the truth truly is stranger than fiction. And it's not that far of a stretch that Satan would use some of the wealthiest self-seeking people on this earth to do some very nefarious things. I'm not talking specifically about COVID here, by the way, just to throw that out. But looking back as far as even Nimrod, who was the great-grandson of Noah, who was basically the human father of Babylon, which some say is far gone, but we see mystery Babylon in the end-time scenario in Revelation, 
And I believe that Satan has been using wicked elites from day one to build his cities, to push his agenda, war against the seed of the woman. And just to bring some modern examples here is an article from February 2015 from the European Financial Review. Um, China and Europe reconnecting across a new Silk Road. We're talking about New World Order mm -hmm. here. We're talking about, you know, that's not just a conspiracy term. That's something that's being done. Uh, another news article from April of 2019 with the headline reading, Russia says New World Order being formed. Uh, we've had American presidents, some in support of, and others warning that we're approaching a new world order. Um, powerful men like George Soros rise up, and we actually have seen paper trails that show their involvement in molding global mindsets. And I think these people um, believe whatever promises Satan is making them in whatever form that may be. And um, so could Bill Gates be behind this? Perhaps, perhaps not, uh, but it doesn't matter in the end for a believer no. because we will be with the Lord. And um, yeah, it's not that far of a stretch to think Satan uses self-seeking billionaires. Absolutely. There's probably some things going on that are way worse than we think. Yeah. But I'm not saying exactly what it is because I don't know. So, okay. I did some research on this and I... I don't think he did necessarily, but uh, what you presented is not far-fetched at all. And I think, like you said, Satan is able to use people that are susceptible to his influence for his purposes. Um, he did kind of eerily predict or warn us about a coronavirus, and he even tried to take steps to have a plan in place for when it did come. So, I mean, that's that's the red flag. Yeah, if nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> which okay, I have to I have to poke your conspiracy theorist uh, belief system here for a second. Okay. Have you heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So, oh, <laughs> Daddy's seen those way back. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> amateur. Throw me a hard one. But it seemed like a group of wealthy individuals that wanted these set up for a specific purpose of saying, "Hey, when the nation or when the world nukes itself, you yeah. can reset, yeah, know, reestablish society, a, a maintain a population, I believe, of five hundred thousand." Um, or I believe I thought it was like 150 million. Maybe it was, but it was but either way. That's yeah. a lot fewer people than we have right now. You have it's to kill like one in 13. very nefarious things going on with that. And you have to kill 12 of 13. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's talking about genocide. Yes. Um. But I, I guess that's one way to interpret it. But yeah, that, there's there's things like that, that that give credence to the idea because I mean that that. Those are massive slabs of granite. Do you yeah. know how much that would have cost? I mean, that's an altar. I, yeah, we were, Angel and I were on a road trip the other day and I told her about it and she was like, she pulled up an article on it and read for almost half an hour. She was fascinated by yeah. it. And There's even a window in England and oh, it's bugging me that I can't remember <laughs> it, but it's this famous stained glass window and it has uh, like the whole New World Order theme with a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing, oh, wow. roasting a sheep or something. And it's, and it's very suggestive. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's all over the place. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I don't think it's that far-fetched. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night tonight and be like, I remember what it's called. But oh, I will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let's run right down this, uh, this conspiracy theory rabbit hole. 5G. Is it the harbinger of death? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't this know. probably is. I don't honestly, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, Lord Jesus, come. To me, I, I don't think it is. I yeah. I, I said, come on, man. That's it it as... wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they're doing it to kill people. I don't, okay. you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have much thoughts on it, honestly. Okay. But I, it wouldn't surprise me. I thought this was as bad as like Flat Earth or the all birds are. I wouldn't say it's that bad. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't say it's that. What about? Bad. Have you heard the all birds are drones conspiracy theory? No, I have not heard that. Oh, one. somebody was saying that. I have a I have a limit, Josh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there were people. You just you just throw me in the whole pool, don't no, you? No, I'm just, <laughs> I just. I know. <laughs> I consider that you've already heard of these because <laughs> some people were saying that the the um the shelter in place orders were so that the government could replace the batteries in the birds you're kidding me. i'm not kidding i did not hear that and that might be an internet joke but <laughs> i've seen it so i thought clearly my conspiracy theorist friend has yeah. seen it so yeah um lizard people too through a vaccine if they ever come up with one are we in danger of chipping like through a covid test or uh, like i said an eventual vaccine well we certainly have the technology i think to do that if, mm-hmm. if it were wanted um, by whoever. But um, another article from MSN back in 2019 has a headline of China uses DNA to track its people with the help of American expertise. So is chipping something to be concerned about? It very well may be, but I think the underlying question in a believer's mind would be in regard to the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I read in God's word, if you're a true believer... I think the mark of the beast will be an obvious choice. Yes. I don't think it's something that's going to get accidentally put in you or intentionally put in you without your knowledge. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand with that. Yeah. No, do, you, I, do you think so, Josh? I had that exact answer. Okay. Is that I, I believe that if and when there are chips that represent the mark of the beast, then... If that's and, even it. Yeah. If that is even it, then in that instance, you'll have a chance to make a choice because taking that mark is essentially sealing your fate. Yeah. I do think that the mark is going to be very persuasive in a charming way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a particular scenario in my head that I think might play out. It has to do with genetics and DNA, but it, it wouldn't be um, a benefit for us to go down that okay. rabbit hole. But yeah, it's a serious thing to think about, I think, with yeah. the way technology is and... um Man, they're talking about DNA upgrades and stuff. I mean, oh, it's something yeah. to think about, I think. CRISPR and all that. Oh, yeah. That's in, that's ancient technology now. Yeah. It really is. Speaking of China, have you heard about the societal um, score that they have for citizens? I I have heard a little bit about this. And, you know, I saw, like, I don't know if this is a good thing to admit or not, but I saw a Black Mirror episode of it's almost like a scoring mm-hmm. among your peers, and if you fall below it or something, and I think it's it's right around the corner. It sounds like China's already done it to a degree. They have. I think if you do certain things uh, openly in society, you can affect your score positively or negatively, yes. and that score affects their decisions about what you can do in life. Yeah, I, I have heard about that. I didn't. I didn't realize it was a reality mm-hmm. to that extent. But that's crazy. Yeah, and I saw that Black Mirror episode as well. And yeah, that is freaky. When I was watching that, I was just like, 
this isn't this doesn't seem like fiction to me. This seems like something that is around the corner. No, yeah. And it's scary. Yeah, and they parodied it on community, but again, yeah. because I think all of these things are so close to being reality that yeah. now it's becoming a joke. Mm-hmm. So, okay, just a couple more. Uh, what are the subtle dangers of government oversight? Um, we talk about now masks are required, and, and I don't want to be a, a to mask or not to mask proponent. I don't want to get in that type of um, debate. But I want to get into it a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> just so you know. You can. I just <laughs> I, I know where I stand, and I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody who says, that, you know. Um, but also closing businesses or shutting down the economy. Um, uh, go for it. Okay, so... What are the subtle dangers of government oversight? Uh, I have kind of two answers here. For a United States citizen, the danger is extreme, um, in my opinion. The red herring is ethics. If you don't wear a mask, then you're looked at as selfish and you want others to get sick and die. And if wearing a mask to protect others is the only thing at play here, I have no problem with that. I'll wear a mask for that. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem for me. But from what I've been observing over the last 10 years, and especially the last three months for crying out loud, I've never seen something move so fast in three months based on such little data. And um, this seems to me like a test run in obedience and submission. That's what it seems like to me. Um, like I said, I have no problem wearing a mask. I'll do that all day long. But uh, I think if our country's founders were to see our system, what it looks like right now, they would say, yep, that's exactly what we ran from. That's the very system that made us start the United States in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a citizen of the U.S., I believe it's a cancerous tumor that'll keep growing until we agree to surgery. But with all that being said, um, though I get frustrated with it, I don't really... I try not to bother myself with it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason is because we already know that things are going to go downhill and they're going to get nasty as the end approaches, um, not just in the U.S., but globally. And I know which side I'm on. And so um, I, I think of Romans eight eighteen through 22. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And we've finished that verse off previously in the episode. But I think of that. That's the amazing thing about our identity in Christ, that no matter what comes at us, no matter how many freedoms we feel are being stripped away from us, our identity's not in that. I I, I really dislike, even though I, I love the freedom we have in this country, and it makes me sick at my stomach to see um, how it's being ripped away, um, my identity is not in this country. No. Uh, I, I do not like how people have married Christianity in being American. I can't stand it. Um, We are Christians first and foremost, and if our country falls, our country falls just like Babylon, just like Persia, just like Greece, just like Rome. It's no different. So our identity falls in Christ, and I don't think that uh, believers need to be so patriotic that their love grows cold. Yes. Yeah, because that's an interesting way to say it, is that our religious freedom and our American freedom, not the same thing at all. Two different things. So if I were to answer this, I would say there are subtle dangers of the slippery slope um, where you talk about loss of freedom of religion, loss of freedom of speech, um, and that a lot of times what we've been seeing is that everything has the potential of becoming a hate crime now in the society that is becoming more and more, um, I guess, rigid on what is black or what is white. And again, that's not a racist comment. That's not referring to the color of people's skin. It's just you have to walk a specific line. And if you step outside of those lines, then a lot of times people are trying to 
uh, implement that cancel culture mentality upon you. Mm -hmm. The hive mentality. Yeah. And it's scary because something that somebody said 10 years ago that maybe they don't even agree with anymore and they've grown as a person since then can revisit them and almost to a degree ruin their lives. Your rating in society has kicked in. Black mirror. Yeah. 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 So I, I just, I mean, it's one of those things and you know, the, the subtle is the word there of like, like you said, um, the, I guess the test of obedience or the preparation of obedience. So, yeah. And I'll just say this while we're still on the topic of mask, um, cough drops aren't good when you got the mask on. I mean, it burns the eyes. I'm just going to tell everybody out there. So if you got the Rona and you got a mask on, it's going straight up into your eyes. I did it the other day. I didn't have the Rona, but. You had a cough drop in? and it Yeah, burned. I had a cough drop in. Have you tried to do that with a mask on? No. Try it tonight. Oh. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I work in a workplace where I have to talk to people, and I put the mask on, and I put a cough drop in, and it was it was terrible. It was Mr. <laughs> Freeze in H-E double hockey sticks in my eyes. So I just... <laughs> I didn't mean to, to to derail us there. Do you think I'm it'll sorry. happen with really like minty gum? Yeah, it will. Okay. It, mint gum will work too. Okay, I'm gonna it's try bad. that. Anything menthol. Okay, okay. And it's not. Yeah, I'll just leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's another uh, hopefully rapid fire question: Will America recover from this? I don't know. Yeah, I uh, honestly don't know. I don't think it will. Yeah. I think it's going downhill, and I think you're, there's about to be another question: Is will we even be around in the end times, mm-hmm. the real end times? Yeah, um, I, I don't know if it will recover, but I mean, more than I pray for recovery, I pray for revival. Yeah, because we are the most wicked that we've ever been, and and every generation says that. But yeah, and I don't I don't mean to sound like a killjoy no, and say no, yeah. we're not going to recover from this. We're dead. We're done. You know, yeah. that's not that's not my approach. I just I see um, the way our society and our country has been slowly drifting from God, and I see what happens to countries that that has happened to throughout history. And mm-hmm. I don't see us turning around. Yeah, I mean, we're getting faster in the other direction. Well, even modern philosophers say that they see parallels between yes. the downfall of a certain type of society and what yeah. America is going. Even stepping right out now. of the religious box, just looking at it from from that ph- philosophical standpoint, yeah. that what is happening, we're in for some tough times yes. unless we agree something needs to be done here. Yes, setting all faith aside, just looking at it from that standpoint, yeah. it's still evident, you know. And even so. more so when you jump into the reality of, of God. Back into it, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so what do Russia, Iran, Turkey, Syria, and Israel have to do with all of this end times stuff? Probably a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should be on one of those, like, you know, family food. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about about how it could come together with all of them. And um, it's one of those things I say, yeah, I could see it this way. I could see it that way. What do you think, Josh? Well, okay. So I just want to preface this question again. And I think I've mentioned this before, but... 
it's it's almost like when you bring up the Holy Spirit in certain types of churches, some people are like, ooh, we're talking about spiritual gifts, and they get really excited. And then others are like, oh, I don't know if I want to dwell on this. And there maybe you have some people who are more Pentecostal and some people who are more reserved. I feel like in this camp, there are also people who are like, oh, we're talking about prophecy and they just mm-hmm. geek out and they want to dive in and they're, they're subscribing to every single feed that they can to find out more. And then there's some who are like, I know it's coming. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I more subscribe to that second group of saying, I know it's coming. And, mm-hmm. and there are pastors who give what they consider prophecy updates almost daily. Yeah. And, and I, I appreciate their ministry because they are, um, they are accommodating those people that want to know minute by minute how what's happening in the Middle East is affecting the future. Yeah. But when we were studying for this, I found two very interesting slats uh, talking about, let's say, um, Ezekiel 38 and 39, which could be that, uh, again, already but not then. Uh, yeah. passages because Joel Rosenberg, he's a very uh, famous messianic Jew and he believes that the one day future evil leader of Russia and he, he would be Gog of the land Magog is going to form an alliance with Iran, Turkey and some other hostile countries to come and surround Israel and attack them in the last days. And according to him, the Magagites are Scythians, and that's according to Josephus. They're the ones that founded Russia, and that's why they believe that Russia is Gog in the land of Magog, and it's going to be that that evil supreme leader. He doesn't think it's Putin necessarily, but he thinks there is a guy who's coming. And uh, now we find in modern times that Russia has formed an alliance with Syria, Iran, and Turkey, all bordering Israel. And um, I didn't know this until I started looking into this. Putin has actually blocked all forms of sharing the gospel in Russia. Anything. If you share the gospel in an email, through a song, all of it, it can get you in deep trouble. Sounds like him and China would make good friends. (laughs) Yeah. And so, okay, so there's that slant that, you know, when it talks about in Ezekiel 38, that the land in the north is Russia. And Mm -hmm. then there's another guy who you introduced me to named Dr. Michael Heiser, who thinks that it's a totally different thing. And we don't necessarily need to get into it, but I just found it so fascinating. And um, that it was more spiritual, right? Yes, that it's more of a. Uh, a reference to a spiritual individual, not necessarily. Um, and even and think, the direction was more spiritual versus like actually looking north. And think about this, like we were talking with the Antichrist as he builds through these years, we talked about people that he landed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that, you know, it, it can get weird talking about this, but like Hitler. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about an, uh, uh, anti anti. Antiochus, Antiochus. Or I was trying to say the other one. Antiochus. Yeah. 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 Him and uh, the future one or Titus. And and you think about that spiritual or real, you know, could be the one and the same. Yes. And so I do want to say this. If you geek out about prophecy, please continue to. Yeah. And if it's not your cup and you just know that whatever's going to happen is coming soon and you have the gospel just ready to share in your heart, then that's all right as well. Yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, I was talking to a soldier one time, and he was telling me about um, one of his tours. And he, I can't remember exactly how he, he phrased it, but he was talking about the, the, the most dangerous threat is the one that's nearest to you. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I always think about that when I when I read Jesus' words about um, be watchful for these things. Uh, when it's near to you, um, that I get more interested in it. Yeah, and I try not to dwell on it so much that I lose focus of of what's real. You know what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be focusing on. But there's going to be times um, coming soon, Christian, where this is going to become more and more real and get closer and closer as a threat. Yes, and so we need to be watchful. Yeah, uh, we don't need to ignore it, but we don't need to dwell on it. Yes. So yeah, you, you said it well, but I just I it made me think of that, so I thought I'd throw that in. Okay, that's great. I I think that's a good point. Um, so two questions left. Uh, first one I think we can just cover really quickly is America mentioned in end times theology. I I don't see it. Do you? I've heard it presented, and I'm not positive that it is. I think there's that possibility that America in its current turmoil could become so um, so non-consequential uh, or ineffective that it's not even mentioned. There is one uh, verse in Ezekiel 38 that says, uh, the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions, which could refer to Britain and all of its colonies, which could be America. So if somebody is like, I know a verse that talks about it. Very, very well could, could be. be. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know. That's, and that's uh, intriguing. It is. It is. It is. Um, okay. Here's my last question. What can we do to be ready? Hebrews 12, 12 through 15. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, so that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it may become defiled." Um, that's one of the first things I think of as we approach these, these darker days, mm-hmm. um, not letting the love grow cold, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let the worries of what's happening rob us of the joy to come and not just to come, but it comes through peace even now. So yeah, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah. For me, I, I put down, put our faith in Jesus, walk by that faith and be a disciple following him every day being an example of all that he commanded us to do of loving God and loving people. And I remember what Peter said in second Peter three, he said, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come and there will be people that say, Jesus isn't coming. He's never coming because they said mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again from before the time of our ancestors? Everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forgot that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood and by the same word the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire they are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed Peter goes on to say this but you must not forget this one thing Dear friends, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. And Jesus would follow that up with, When these things begin to happen, stand up and lift your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Mm. Luke twenty-one twenty-eight. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And whatever happens, we take heart that God is in control. Our mission at this moment is to not fear the future or be doomsday preppers. <laughs> not necessarily, you know, like I wasn't saying. It's healthy saying to that. prep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the verse? Even the, the, the grasshoppers prepare for the winter. Yeah. Um, but our mission is to be ambassadors for Jesus, inviting people to come and be citizens of a kingdom that will not perish or yeah. be overthrown. Don't cling to this kingdom. Yes. So are we in the end times? Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting closer. We're not quite there. We're almost there. Yep. It's birth pangs. It's uh, going to get more rapid and more intense. I mean, I guess we could just say, it could it happen tomorrow? Could it happen tonight? Yeah. Yes. Could it happen in a thousand years? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it is going to be a thousand years, though. I don't think so either. What'd you say? You you, you said 2048 or something, so. I did. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like a false prophet. No. <laughs> yes. By 2048, no. It could. Yeah. yeah. And, and keep in mind, guys, um, we have a limited time in this shell. Mm-hmm. When it's expired and we do not know when that is. It could be in a car yeah. wreck tomorrow. That um, could be our rapture. That's our, our rapture. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... So the, regardless of when Jesus comes, we're going to see him sooner, likely, anyway. So, yeah. with Like you said, that guy said it within the next hundred years. Yeah. For for all of us. So so be ready. Don't be afraid of the end times. Uh, no. There's a lot of fear associated with the end times, mm-hmm. you know, the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, we have a hope that no one else can have as a believer. And we so, want to share that hope. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope this encourages you um, that while, yeah, there's some stuff, the unknown is scary sometimes, but um, we know the destination we're going to go to. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate that Jesus says he's our anchor. Yeah. So, well, if you were listening to this and you're like, man, I have some questions (laughs) or I have a prayer request or I just want to talk about this episode, then we encourage you to connect with our community. You can do that by uh, uh, posting on our Facebook page, Snakebird, or you can send us a direct message. You can send us an email at connect at bsnakebird.com. Whatever it is, we want to hear your thoughts. And if you have questions, we want to give you some clarity. And maybe it's um, what what verse did you quote or where were you going with that specific thought? And we'd like to hear what you think about some of this. Some of you guys probably have um, some scholarly pursuits in some of these areas where we just kind of basically just scratch the surface. Exactly. Didn't do it justice. And so um, we'd like you to weigh in and uh, doing that in a comment under our Facebook page would be an excellent way to do that. Yeah. And guys, if, if this is helping y'all, we hope it is. That's the whole reason we're doing it is to for the building up of the saints and to spread the gospel to those who don't know it. Uh, if it's effective in any way, we would greatly appreciate it if you could um, share us or um, give a good review or five stars on wherever you listen, because that really pushes the podcast out there to more ears, um, ears or souls. And that's what this is about. It's about the gospel. So um, if you deem us worthy, we would greatly appreciate that. Yes, yes. That's a great way to put it. Um, Please subscribe. Please share it. It's not for us. It's to get the message out. And so, yeah. Uh, Always remember, whatever you do, wherever you go, no matter what life throws at you, there's never been a better time to follow the words of Jesus. And get ready because his return is so near And be a snake bird. bird.